What's up, my confidence queens? Are you ready to feel confident as fuck? I'm your host, the confidence queen herself, Alicia Lechuga, and I am your confidence bestie. I went from trying to shrink my body in order to find happiness and approval to finally letting go of dieting, others' opinions, and inspiring hundreds of women along the way. This podcast is all about confidence, living unapologetically as yourself daily, and ultimate self-love. This is Confident as Fuck. Welcome back to Confident as Fuck. We are here with another special guest who I'm so excited because I met her just through the DMs. I'm always telling you guys, just pitch yourself in the DMs to me because I really love that I've been keep getting really interesting guests just being pitched to me. It's really exciting. So we have Sophie here with us and I'm really excited because what she pitched to me in the DMs was healing is not optional. That's all I literally saw in her pitch. And I was like, yes, done. We're doing it. So let me introduce you guys to Sophie. She is a business and breathwork and alignment mentor. She launched and scaled five successful businesses over the past 15 years. And now she works with entrepreneurs, executives, and creatives to help them reach new heights in life and business. So I'm super excited to have her on the podcast today. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited that I slid in your DMs. I'm excited about the whole conversation. Me too. It's going to be awesome. So introduce yourself to us in your own words and tell us what you do. Yeah, thank you. So I'm a business mentor, as we said, business and alignment mentor, and then I'm a breathwork facilitator. And it's so funny, before business coaching was like all the rage, I hired my first business coach at 23. I'm 37. And they helped me, this coaching organization helped me launch and scale four very successful real estate businesses all over the country. And I got super burnout on that. And, you know, just like anything, I think there's times where it's like enough is enough. I think that's how a lot of people are getting into the online space. And that was in like 2018. I found breath work. I got sober. I had like a huge spiritual awakening. I was like healing came to me and kind of slapped me around a little bit and was like, you want to keep going this way? And I was just like, ah, <laughs> and um, in 2020, <laughs> I launched my coaching business. And so I've been doing that ever since. And I was really lucky in the sense of I've been very transparent about some pretty traumatic stuff that's gone on in my life, but also some really big wins. And I think people are so attracted to authenticity and people just naturally said, hey, and they'd watch me grow businesses and said, I'd like to work with you. And that's, you know, of course, we're always growing, but I was lucky in the sense of I was unbeknownst to me building an online brand and presence by just sharing. And now I'm here helping others, you know, still be successful. I think there's a big misconception like, oh my God, if I start healing and address all the skeletons in my closet, am I going to go broke? And I'm like, no, you're going to be more <laughs> successful. You're going to be able to enjoy your success. So that's what I help people do. That is amazing. I always, I, I love that you said healing is not optional because I always say that like starting your own business it makes you look at those skeletons in your closet oh. because anything that you're scared of, if when you're working a nine to five and you have consistent income coming in or you're not getting, you know, challenged daily with, you know, someone rejecting your business or whatever your oh. things are, right? Owning your own business and starting your own business brings all of those out and makes you face them 10 times over. So I feel, I totally feel that, which is why I really, really loved that you put that in our DMs. And I was like, yes, this is so fucking true. And I think 
whether you're your own business owner or you're branching into something new or whatever, I still feel that healing really isn't an option anymore. So I love that. And you said that you got burnt out when you were mentioning the real estate. Were you just burned out of real estate or were you burned out of like a specific something within that? Yeah. So I think I was burned out in all areas, but I, (laughs) I always joke that I was always trying to overachieve my trauma and really, and I was trying to also just anesthetize, you know, so I was like a top performing, high functioning alcoholic that was, you know, had from what I was, you know, from a very egotistical, very shallow perspective, I had it all right. I was like, pretty, I was bad and bougie. I was making all this money. And I was just so tired. And so like, just, it was like alcoholism and the throes of it. And I just remember thinking, I've spent over six figures on coaching. I have built businesses in multiple states. I learned a very specific skill set to cold call for sell by owners and expires. The skill set that people don't want to learn to start real estate, you know, they want to sit in open houses and network. And I was like, no, I'm not doing that. And because of that, I was so I mastered and I have to just say this for people that are in entrepreneurship. It's like those first few years, you're just learning every skill. But then when you start to master skills, that's really when you start to see the compounding effect of, you know, getting in business, right. And so I mastered some skills. But I had so much trauma inside of me that I just felt like I just kept falling through a trap door. It was like, no matter what I did to just try to achieve, there was that trap door again. And it just kept me in the throes of really my trauma. And it was like, I just was like, oh my God, you know, is this all there is? You know, and that's what a lot of people come to me. They're like, I did what I was supposed to do. Like from so many standpoints, this is what it's supposed to look like. And I am so unhappy or I'm cheating on my partner, or I'm drinking too much, or I'm just whatever, I'm waking up with so much anxiety in my chest before I even open my eyes. You know what I mean? And it's like, that for me was such a, you know, existence. And that burnout came from not being willing to like, look at what was happening inside and not being willing to go, Oh, my anxiety is trying to tell me something. Oh, there's a reason that I'm drinking every day. Like I just was like, blow by those warning signs. And we're just going to keep <laughs> achieving at the detriment of my humanness, you know, that's really why it wasn't optional, because I think that's where, you know, other options come into play that usually are, you know, cost us our lives, if you will, you know? Yeah, it's so interesting. Like, as I've interviewed more and more people over the past, like, you know, year and a half, we have so many sober people that join us on the podcast. And my parents are both sober. And so I'm very used to and familiar with that lifestyle. And It's just interesting to me that like starting your own business maybe or just going on any type of healing journey, there's so many sober people that join us on the podcast. I just think it's interesting. I don't know what correlation there is there, but it's just like more and more. And I used to have a question at the end that would be like, what's your favorite go-to drink? And I stopped asking that question to a lot of people because it's like (laughs) 90% of the people that come on the podcast don't drink anymore. So we're like sparkling water, uh, coffee, you know? Yeah. That is interesting (laughs) that you have a lot of sober people must be something that you're also, you know, putting out into the the ether if you will. So very cool. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. So 
I feel like let's do our little questions that I told. I told her that sometimes I forget this sometimes with you guys. If I get really into a convo with someone and just keep going. But because I gave you the questions before, I want to give you the justice of answering them since I gave you a little bit of a mild little uh, anxiety before yeah. we got on. Okay. So what are you currently loving? What's your current fave? Right yeah. Now? So I just got turned on. I was going to tell it, say a book, but then I was like, duh, tell her this. So I just discovered the DJ Fred again. Are you familiar? Mm-mm. No. Okay. Run, don't walk. Download his stuff on Spotify. His name is Fred again. I'm going to see him in LA next month. And he has from like kind Wait. of ambient chill vibes to like full blown like drum and bass and like remixes hip hop. And he is a vibe. So I'm loving him. Who is he performing with? He is, is he the headliner. He's doing he an eight day resident. He's headlining, doing eight day residency. Um, but he's done a lot of with like Skrillex, but Skrillex isn't like when I think of Skrillex, cause I used to be like raver, you know, I think like hardcore EDM drum and bass or like dubstep. He's not, he's got like really beautiful vocals, like soulful vibe with some electronic music, like his newer stuff where it's, it's a total vibe. That's interesting because I, th- when you said it at first, I was like, no, I have no idea who that is. And I think I still might not know, but we're going to go to a show. And as you're describing it, I'm like, it sounds like this other DJ that we're going to go see, which is Closey. And I'm like, okay. and she's in LA too, but I think it's, I think it's in December. I'm not even really, I don't remember because we were looking at like going to a bunch or not a bunch of her shows, but we were looking at a bunch of different ones to see which one we were going to go to. But anyways, it's kind of similar vibes. Like it's like kind of vibey, like music with a little like vocals in there. And I really, really like her music. And it's not like you said, it doesn't when it, when I think of like Skrillex, I think of a different type of yeah, like DJ dubstep type of vibe than what yeah. I'm into now, which is not. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah. Okay, so we'll, I'll we'll have to look to, him up. Let's swap DJs in the DMs. That's like the cutest For thing. Sure. We should come up with a thing. Swap DJs in the DMs. We can maybe start a new trend on Instagram. <laughs> I love that. But you're not in LA. You're where? No. Right? So I'm like very transient right now. But so I live right now in Utah. I just moved back there from Montana. And before that, I lived in eight states and then in the United States. And my human right now is talking to you in Kansas City. So that's where I am in oh, this wow. very moment. Yeah. And then you're coming to LA to go coming see the to show. LA. Nice. See, are you in LA? I'm in LA. I'm in Long Beach, but close. Okay. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's why I was like, maybe it's the same show because I thought that maybe she put that as one of the people that was opening for her in Dallas. But anyways, maybe not. I don't know. But I'm going to have to look it up, look him up. And yeah, if it is the same show, that would be hilarious because... Ours is at uh, the end of October. You're in December. Ours is October 28th. I think... Yeah, it's definitely if we not. We're at the same show. We're gonna have a full blown <laughs> dancing moment. We're gonna just be like, "What? Oh my god!" You? Okay, that has to yeah. be my current fave lately, which I never really share mine anymore. But we went to a concert this weekend, actually, and one of my favorite things is to meet up with people that I meet on the internet, but meet them in real life, just coincidentally, and like we're talking about, right? And yeah. 
one of my friends who I feel like she's my friend, which she's she's my internet friend, I guess. <laughs> like uh, she's gotten, you know, a cake from one of my other friends who's in LA. She gets waxed by the same girl that gets waxed by me, you know, whatever. We're in the same kind of like circle, but we've never met in real life. And this weekend we're at the concert. I knew she was gonna be there, but we hadn't really like said when we were gonna meet up or anything like that. We were just like, yeah. hey, yeah, I see you, cool. And I'm I'm standing next to my husband and I'm like a little bit high, a little bit drunk, whatever. And I'm yeah. like, I'm like, oh my God, that's my friend. And I almost went up to her. And then I realized like, I don't actually know her in real life. So hold on, let me just pump the brakes a little bit because it might not even be her. It might just be someone who looks very similar. Hey, we but know each other from the internet. <laughs> but it was awesome because as soon as I locked eyes with her, she was like, hey, and she had the same reaction. And I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> so that's like my fave is meeting up with people that um, are in my world, but I don't know in real life, but then just coincidentally meeting up with them in a real life situation. Yeah. I need to be living somewhere where I have a few clients that live. It's so I've lived all over the country. So I just have like pockets and then my clients live all over the country. I'm thinking about moving back to Houston for a year in December. And I have people down there. It's so funny. I think like, because I was in real estate for so long. So I'm still working on this to talk about let's let's talk about healing something. Like I've so much had a buffer with clients, you know what I mean? Like, and now I'm, I know sure. every facet of my clients' lives. Like people usually come to me and they're like, I can't tell anyone this. And I'm like, okay, let's talk about it. And so, you know, but so then meeting them in real life, like I have met them, but sometimes I have to tell myself, like, you can be like just yourself. Like you don't have to be like anyone other, but like that other side of me is like, yeah, like I can be so socially weird. I'm like, calm down. Everything's fine. And I don't drink anymore. So I'm like, this is the worst. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I, well, when I was a personal trainer, that's something like I really hated when I worked at a corporate gym was that I couldn't be, I felt like I had to have this like buffer with my clients and, you know, I'm in a corporate setting, a corporate gym setting. So it was like, I did really need that buffer, but I hated it because I felt like it's not really truly authentically fully me. And something I really love now is being able to be that way with my clients, but it still kind of feels like I catch myself feeling like, like you're saying where I'm like, wait, like, should I be this? should I be this like eccentric or this excited? Like, yeah. let me just like reel it back in. But I love that we can do that because of our business now. It's like so exciting. We get to just, like you said, fully be authentically you all the time. Yeah. And people love that. I'm sure people love that. And that's why they hire you. Most people hire me. I don't want to say most people, I would say it's 50, 50, like 50% of people are like, I've seen results and I want that. But there's other people that are like, I just want to, I hire you because you've had some serious life experience and I need that. Like half of my clients are double my age and much more wealthy than I, but they have built themselves into that scenario that I told you about earlier. And they're like, something's got to give, right? And it's because I've led with just no bullshit. Like there's just no BSing around here. I'm like, hey, and they love that. But then when I see them in person, I'm like, you don't have to be a weirdo. You can be normal. 
<laughs> I'm glad I'm not the only one who has that like soundtrack in your mind that's like stop being a weirdo you don't have to be a weirdo like just relax <laughs> like that is literally yeah. always playing in my head <laughs> oh my god I feel so seen yeah so when you do your work with your clients is it mostly business mentorship or is it mostly like healing but for yeah. people who are running their own business yeah so I would say it's a good mix. So one-on-one clients, let's actually back up. So I have different programs and that's probably where, and that's where I'm really pivoting to is it's like, I have programs called like the art of alignment and conviction and becoming. And what I'm really, really super good at is helping people kind of unlearn and align and then take action with their goals, you know, so and who they're becoming. And I think so many people come to me that and most all of my clients are entrepreneurs, or like I said, I have some professionals, maybe 20% are like high achieving professionals, or even creatives, but they're working for themselves, where it's like, they're just they cannot get out of their own way. There's just like, here we go, you know, and, I, and so a big part of what I do either in my online one-on-one space or in my mastermind called evolution, which is just the evolution of who you're becoming as a business owner, as a person, right? There's breath work involved. I do breath work with all of my clients. I think it's really hard for us to even get out of our own way. If we can't even feel our way, we can't be connected to our body. We can't be connected to our intuition. So it's it's a dichotomy of all of that. And I wouldn't say one or the other, but all of them are looking for business advice as well. Where I'm currently pivoting is not helping the early online entrepreneur anymore. There's just, it's like, my skill set and where I want to be. There's so many coaches out there that are just fabulous at that. And I think that can just give you that ABC strategy. And I think I really love and what I'm really good at is helping you figure out who you are and who you want to be and how to take action in that. And also what that action sometimes looks like letting things go. You know, I think people are just deathly afraid of like they they think they want something but then they can only see the op like all of the options suck in order to get there and so it's like actually having someone go no we're gonna weave this puzzle a little bit differently or this this whatever this basket differently for you but are you willing to trust somebody with all of what you've got going on and most of my clients are ready for that so they're ready for a big transformation and then when we go through that process money is just a byproduct you know like i just I love that for them and it happens, but it's like, it's such a byproduct and then they can really enjoy what they're doing. So does that answer your question? I feel like that was like, I have like very long answers. Yeah. No, that's perfect. Yeah, it, (laughs) it, it does because, which is kind of what I suspected is that when, you know, and I learned this as not only I had a coach, but as I started coaching more that, you know, some coaches are like you said, ABC strategy, they're going to give you all the strategy and it can help for a time period for sure. And there's definitely like a time and place, but then it comes to a point too, as if like you're having trouble implementing the strategy or you're having trouble like executing each part of the strategy or accepting the results of the strategy or whatever else comes outside of the strategy Like that's where other coaches come in. And so I learned too that like, I don't know if I really want to be coaching on strategy. Like it's exciting to me because it's something that I love. I love all that little strategy, but I also really love 
Like, why do you want to do it? Like, it doesn't have to be this way or that way, you know, like what do you actually want from your business and that kind of stuff. So anyways, yes, it does totally answer it because it's a little bit of both, which I think is what most coaches would say. And I've only had one coach ever who was like primarily only strategy. It was a great coaching experience, but someone cried one time in our mastermind call. And it was awkward for this person to cry in the call because it just wasn't in that space. But I've only had one coach out of the you know six or seven that I've had that that's ever been like an awkward experience. Usually it would be like a mixture of a lot of different things. Like, how are you feeling about this? What type of strategy can we implement that's more aligned? So I feel like that's where most coaches fall. Yeah. There are some that are definitely all strategy. Totally. And I've worked with, it's funny, I did a post a few years ago. So I'm currently going through a divorce. And when I was realizing that like my marriage was probably not going to last and I was living in South Korea during that like end of the pandemic and a small, like so much of my life was like, Oh my God, like right before, like you go off of a roller coaster and you're like, your stomach is like right here. And you're just like, Oh no, you know? And she was so strategy heavy and she didn't have a ton of life experience. And she's in like seven figure, eight figure coach. And I just, she was a one-on-one coach of mine. And I was like, I'm so sorry. I have to like, can we work out, you know, me not staying with you. And I made a post about that because it was like, and I was on an extended payment plan and I honored my time through that payment plan through what I had used. But I was like, this is not what I need right now. And, And now it's funny, I'm starting a program with her tomorrow. That's like six weeks long because I have the bandwidth to take in her strategy. Like now I'm like, there's something specific I want for my business. She is a very specific kind of like brain surgeon. I know exactly where to go. I didn't burn a bridge. I didn't make it about her. And it was like, because of that, now I'm like, come here. I need you to support me right now. And it's like amazing, but she is only strategy. Like when she talked about embodiment, I was like, you don't know what that means. <laughs> you know what I mean? I like love her so much and she's wildly successful, you know? So Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting, right? Like the different types of coaches. And you said this earlier too, that like before coaching was like a thing, right? And you referenced that and getting into real estate and having a coach in real estate that, you know, they've said that for years. And I was just reminding my husband about this as he was saying that we were talking about coaching or whatever. And, you know, he always used to tell me like, dude, I want a mentor. Like I want a mentor, somebody in the trucking industry, that like knows what to do and like can give me some advice. Like he didn't have any opportunity for a coach because there was no like coaches back then. It was like mentors that you like knew from this one, this person to this person that knows the trade and knows your specific niche. But now it's so widely available that it's so cool that like you said, you can go back to somebody who you know exactly what they're about exactly what area they're specialized in. And then you can go ahead and execute with that. And I just think that's so exciting, like being in this time period where it's like, no matter what you want to do, somebody's out there for you. Yeah, Just have to wait and find the person that's for you. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So I know you put on your questionnaire, your podcast questionnaire that you are doing a event Yeah. Let me tell you about it. Yes. Tell me. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) So it's called Breathe to Become. 
And if, have you ever done breath work? I mean, I have done it like slightly within other coaching containers. Okay, cool. So what I really feel like back to that healing is an option, all right? And like, how do we get out of our own fucking way? Like, what is going to happen, you know? And something that I think, A, I've, I'm going to like to my own horn because I want to. I think I can hold a wicked strong space or I don't think I do because of all that I've been through. Like, I think when you work with different healers, if you've ever been around certain people, you're just like, okay, yeah, I feel safe around them. And I'm also, you know, trauma informed. So when I do breath work and when I do these things, my intention is that whatever is going to be available to you, that my job is to hold that container and not just like, oh, here's beautiful music and everyone breathe. And so I think <laughs> that because of that, people really have these profound experiences. And so I have a very long, not very long, but an eight week breathwork course. And I do this very specific breathwork session halfway through it that I have now sliced into this breathe become. And during this breathwork session, the experience or the event, I ask you very pointed questions. Cause I, I think that most of life is about the questions that you ask. Like if you're not getting somewhere you're not asking the right questions. And so I take you through this very honest self-discovery process of what is it? Like what, who do you want to become? And I, it's not so broad. And it's like, the most of the time we need to look at who you don't want to be or what's not working for you or what is burning in your belly. No, if no one was going to be mad at you, if nothing bad was going to happen, you know, where are we going? So you write all that stuff down and then I take you through this breathwork experience and you meet your highest self. So it's pretty wild. Like you're breathing, you're breathing, you're breathing. And then at the end, there's about an eight minutes guided meditation where you walk with your highest self. And because we've already tapped into your vagus nerve and because you've already dropped into your rest and digest nervous system, you have this experience where your highest self can be you right now, you in the future, who knows? Sometimes it's like an entity and you walk with them. And then you come out of it. I mean, people that do this with me are like, holy shit, I thought I was going to do this and I'm doing this. Or I like, I need it. That is what I needed. Because we really do want to be taking guidance from ourselves. Like we really do want to be self-sourcing. And so in the event, that is what happens. And it's called Breathe to Become. It's $33 right now. It's going to be the first week in October. And I will give you the link so that you can link it in the show notes. And I'll also give you a free breathwork session. It's a mini breathwork session. I do a demo. So you're not like, how am I supposed to be breathing? What's going on? And then you lay down and I take you through that session. But those are, those are both of the things that are coming and what you can expect. And is that breathwork or I'm sorry, the event, is it virtual or is it? Yeah. Oh, it's virtual. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I will have that linked for you guys in the show notes so that you guys can check that out below. That is so exciting to be able to do that virtually as well. Like, yeah. Because as you're describing it, I'm like, oh, that seems so awesome. Like, I wonder what area it would be in. But then I'm like, oh, well, you could definitely do that virtually because yeah. it's like auditorial and it would also be like maybe even more comfortable for people to be doing it virtually because you're in your own space. You can really like just listen to it in your headphones. I was just thinking about how that's like such a great experience for people. So I'll have it linked for you guys. It's really exciting. Okay. I have a question for you. Is it about my dog? No, because your dog is adorable. <laughs> so like we can say I'm less like, about how the dog. How distracting is he? 
during this. <laughs> so what is something that you feel like you had to heal from that just wasn't optional for you to grow in your business? Oh, so many things. Money mindset, worthiness, the fact that doing more work doesn't make me more successful. So many different things. But like uh, probably the biggest one I think would probably be money mindset. So Mm -hmm. when we started our business, I started my business with my husband before I started being a coach, before I did anything online. And it was really hard to get used to not having that nine to five income and Mm -hmm. being really unsure when our next you know, job was going to be or how we were going to pay our bills or how we were going to do anything regarding money. So I really had to adjust to being okay with not only less money, but not knowing when it's going to come in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then also then I had to get used to being, so it's like levels and levels and levels that I had to heal with my money. Then I had to be okay with spending money, even though I knew wasn't, even though I wasn't sure, excuse me, when the next thing was going to be coming in. I had to be okay with money going out and not wanting to like clutch it so tightly. I think money has to be one of the biggest ones and I'm still working on that. I always am working on that. Yeah. So, so I just want to normalize and say so common, but also so scary, right? Like take away someone's certainty and you'll really find out who they are, right? Take the certainty of money, housing, health, our basic Mm -hmm. needs, and trauma comes running to the forefront, right? And it's like, wah. So I, I just want to say, and I love the awareness you have around that, around like, okay, then we got money and then I don't really want to spend it because when is it going to come again? And then stabilizing through that. I think that that probably gives you a ton of insight for your clients when because you've walked through it and seen the other side of it. Yes. Yeah, and still working on it because I think our our mindset around things continues to shape whether it's money whether it's worthiness whatever i have this saying that i say about everything that everything is everything right so like how i'm interacting with money is just really a mirror for probably how i'm interacting with a lot of other things in my life or how i'm interacting with the way i see my body or the way that i'm interacting with food or the way that i'm interacting with my relationship you know like everything is so connected because we're all it's all coming from us and so Mm -hmm. yeah I I mean I'm still working on it still working on it and that's what I love I really something I love about coaching is that once we can like see this so if you don't know I went from being a personal trainer to then going online to coaching clients on confidence and the reason I did that is because I was like fitness and talking about food and like working out is just literally a medium for us to want to be more confident, but like it's really all within us. It doesn't have anything to do with the gym or just certain exercises that we're doing or how much weight we're losing or gaining or whatever. And that's what I love about coaching in general is that like once we get this hold on, okay, it's not about the actual thing that's happening or the actual trauma scenario that we're trying to overcome, right? Everything is all the same thing at the end of the day. So it's like once we can apply or take what we've learned in this situation, you can apply it to almost everything. It's like what I've learned in my business with my husband, 
I then get to now apply to my business now. And then I get to apply mm-hmm. it to my clients. Like it just keeps going. Yeah. Going. I don't know. Yeah. I love that about coaching and business. Yeah. I think a lot of it too is like who, what I hear you saying is like who you're being. Like if you learn to be someone different, like I, le- I learning to be confident. If you are a personal trainer, if you're not learning to communicate better and being a good communicator with your husband versus not, you know, like, and so when we start to be someone different, right, become someone different, then all of that overlaps. And it's like, yeah, it's going to, it's the ripple effect, right? It's like, yeah, and then you get to share that wisdom with people. I absolutely love all of that. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Thanks for asking me that. It's kind of different when I get to like share on the podcast. It's really nice. So thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. So tell me what else is going on with you. I've been doing this more relaxed version of the podcast where I'm asking people yeah. what's actually going on with them personally. So what is yeah. going on with you personally? Girl, uh, you got to, did you want some tea? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. So please. personally, I'm going through a divorce. So fun things that I get to heal from. So my mom has been married five times. She, she's beautiful. She's smart. She is ever optimistic on the concept of love. And my sister just got divorced for a second time. She's two years older than me. And I was, I'm going through my second divorce and talk about stories and not wanting to turn out like my mom, you know, and then, but also like not wanting to be in a situation that wasn't serving my highest good, you know, wasn't keeping me in alignment. Somebody recently asked me on a podcast, you know, what do you think alignment is? Or, and can you explain it? And I said, alignment is knowing who you are. Like when you know who you are, you can be in alignment. And so I'm going through that and I moved home. I moved away from, I've been away from Utah longer than I lived there. I've lived all over the country. I moved out of my father's house. He raised me when I was 17 and I'm currently living at my dad's house after 20 years with my wiener dog. I've been doing a lot of traveling, went to Mexico for a month, <laughs> went to like Roatan for a month, met a new guy that I'm dating kind of casually, but it's nice. And, you know, I'm really like this, this season of my life is applying all that healing. Like it, this season, it's so wild to see the work actually work because, you know, five years ago, this could be a very different me and, uh, you know, and yet I just stay true. Like, what does that hold fast? Stay true. And it's Mm -hmm. like, I'm just true to who I am. And my business is maintaining, like I haven't had a ton of bandwidth to be really growing. I was launching, I was doing a masterclass every month and launching a program and I felt creative and good about that. And that slowed like two months ago, I'm coming in to breathe to become really building out a different offer suite to really support people and who they're becoming. I think a cool thing about me is because I've had my hands in so many businesses and not just coaching businesses. You know, I work with people signing their first client and I work with multiple seven figure business owners, you know, that are in oil and gas or in like textiles or in just different businesses. And so because of that, it's like, I'm really taking a bird's eye view of how can I serve people to step into like their greatness and really go for it. Cause my story has been one of like massive resilience. And today it's like, I'm just, I'm walking with a ton of grace. And so it's, that's what's going on with me. I love all of that. There's so much I could say. I feel like <laughs> with podcasting, I had this joke with one of my friends that was like, when someone's talking, you're like making mental post-it notes of which way you want to go. And then when you pick up 
to talk again, you just pick up what post-it note you're going to decide to go with. But I feel like not wanting to become our mother is something that rings so true to me. Yeah. (laughs) It is like such a, I feel like that's such a common thing and it can be really scary for sure when you're like, oh my God, like I'm doing the same type of things. My husband always says that whenever I'm having a lot of anxiety or I'm starting to kind of just like be snappy or whatever, get overwhelmed. He calls me Wendy, which is my mom's name every time. So not wanting to become our mother is definitely something I'm very familiar with. No shade to the moms for sure. But that and just like the ultimate resilience of, like you said, like now getting to see the work actually work is something I also really, really heavily feel like my husband's dad got sick cancer two years ago. And, you know, if anytime somebody gets sick in your family or a life, crazy life event happens, takes the family dynamic and just elevates, right? That's what I kept saying is like the family dynamic just continues to to get elevated when there's things coming up. And I was telling my husband that like, thank God I have healed so many different things before this happened Mm -hmm. because I don't think I would be able to handle all the things that are coming our way if that hadn't happened. And it was so cool, like you said, to see the work actually be working. Like it was so, (laughs) it was such a good thing. I was like, oh my God, look at me, like handling this and not getting triggered by that. Like, okay, let's go. Yeah. So it's a, it, it is a really cool feeling when you get to like, we do all this healing and we do all these different modalities and we write everything down and we dig into all this trauma. And like you said at the beginning, it's kind of sometimes you're like, fuck, I don't want to like, I'm exhausted by doing this. And like, I don't want to keep bringing this stuff up. I don't want to keep reliving these moments. I just want it to go away. And then it can feel like, what is the point of this? At least I know I felt that way on my healing journey. Like what the fuck is the point of this anyway? Like I'm just continuing to bring it back up. I already know what happened. Like, I'm not really like getting anything. Yeah, I get a little bit of relief and release, but when is it going to feel like doing all that brought me this result? And I think if anybody's listening to this and they felt that way, it happens when you least expect it, like in moments like we're talking about right now, right? Where you like years later and you're like, oh, Look how I handled this. I handled this with grace or I handled this without reacting or I have tons of resilience. You know, it's like those small little situations that make it all that healing, all worth it. Mm, Totally. And I think too, that's something that I'm like, I'm so good at doing with clients is it's like, I don't think that people realize healing. A lot of what you're doing with a practitioner or your therapist or yourself, or all of them all at once, which is me. <laughs> like when I was just like, I just don't want to feel like this anymore. Is it's like, you're really sitting down with parts of you and metaphorically looking yourself in your and saying, what do you need? You know, like, what did you need then? What do you need now? What, what didn't you get? How can we make sure that doesn't happen again? And so it's like, and it, yeah, it's like, if you have fucking thousands of those scenarios, it's like, Jesus, you know, like, that's how it felt. But like, I really feel like that's a lot of what healing is, is it's like, and so what I think 
what I do really well too with other people is I'm able to just energetically and physically get all the way down with them, sit all the way in the seat, look them in the eyes and go, what's going on? How are you? And when someone is so present with you, because a lot of our healing is that we abandon ourselves, right? We didn't have what we needed. And so the power of presence with ourselves, even like, even that's something that I love about breathwork was like in seven minutes, my life changed with a pre-recorded breathwork session because I had never been that present with myself. And then, yeah, five years later, going through a divorce, doing it with as much grace as I possibly can. I was the one that decided to end the marriage. I was the one that was like, Hey, this isn't going to work long-term and I wish you nothing but the best, you know? I left my first marriage with a note on <laughs> on the stove and moved out in the middle of the day. You know what I mean? Like I could not have any conflict, any, you know, like, and today it's like, I, because I have given myself all of that, all of the fucking crazy healing and therapy, but also the gift of my own presence, I can give that to other people, you know? So if you are in the healing journey and you're like, what, why, how, what can I do? <laughs> It's like, if you can just, you know, like, I'll even just say, like, put a song on that you love and shut your eyes and put your hands on your heart and just be present with yourself. You know, like the more that you breathe into who you are, the slower you can slow things down and just be like, oh, okay, I'm Sophie, I'm 37, I've got blonde hair, and I think I'm going to be okay for the next five minutes. You know, like, it's those little things. And then you'll see how that presence show up. Because that's also when you do something different in those situations, I wasn't triggered by that. That didn't happen. You have space. Yep. to choose something different, which you don't have before. Right. Totally. So that is a really, really good way to describe it. Like having space or having like a second mm -hmm. to decide how to react instead of just immediately reacting. And I love that you brought it back to presence too. It's been something that's been really on my mind as just being able to give more of myself to others through presence because I'm able to be present with myself. And I have been for a, a long time now, but never before, you know, like, which is probably why I couldn't really be present with other people. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I love, I love all of that. Um, What else is going on with you that you want to fill us in on? Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about business. So I'm pivoting, not like massively. I'm not burning anything to the ground, although no shade if you are. I've never met a match I didn't like in any area of my life. So I'm always about reinventing yourself. But I'm currently going on more of this, I don't want to say quest, but that's what's coming through. I'm going in a direction of really helping people kind of find the presence within themselves and then set the goal and have the direction. I, I really hate the, the narrative in the coaching industry, the masculine versus feminine energy. I've just decided that I like absolutely hate that narrative. And so I think that what people really do need is somebody that can believe in them. And so like, that's where I'm like, okay, what container? So I'm plugging a new mastermind that's going to be coming that's not a gazillion dollars, but it is a, a medium investment where it's like, okay, let's unlearn let's decide, let's take action and let's hold space while you do it. And then let's continue to unlearn while you're doing it. And so I'm really excited about that. I don't know what I'm going to call it. I had a, I have a course called Becoming. And so I thought about calling it the Becoming Movement, but I'm not sure. But it's like, 
I just really like this is so wild, but I've never actually shared this, but we're going to talk about it. I had this breathwork session one time with one of my teachers. And I literally, whoever is going to listen to this is like, they're going to go search me immediately after the story and be like, what the fuck? So I, in the breathwork session, I go from a snake to a giraffe. So like you can have like almost psychedelic experiences because breathwork activates the same part of your brain. Right? So I go from a snake to a giraffe. Giraffes have always been my favorite animal. I was going through a big transition. So I grew these big long legs. It became a giraffe. And then there were all these monarch butterflies. I'm going to have someone commission this painting for me. But there are all these monarch butterflies in their chrysalis and their cocoons. And I was encouraging the butterflies and there was like millions to come out. And then all of a sudden these butterflies started coming out. And I was like, I like came out of the breathwork session. I was like, that is my life mission. I'm here to like usher people. And so, so much of what's exciting me right now and what I've been pulling back and just being in my own energy is like, what do people really need? Like, what do people really fucking need? You know, like I don't tell my clients, like I'm in your corner. I'm like, I'm a thousand percent in your corner. Like I got your back you know, and it's like those statements, because I mean it, you know what I mean? It's like, it just, it allows people. So that's what I'm super excited about right now. Like, that's what I haven't been putting out a lot of stuff. I haven't been like, just my coach was like, yeah, you got to stop showing up for the sake of keeping up. She's like, that's not a vibe. And I was like, thank you for acknowledging that in me. And, (laughs) and it's allowed me just to get super excited about, you know, how can I really, really help people unlearn and get on path, get on purpose, align with purpose, and then just fucking go for it. So that's really what, you know, Monarch Butterfly Mission 2024 is what I'm really excited about. I totally feel into all of that too, because like showing up just to show up, you know, just to keep Mm -hmm. up something I had to stop doing too. (laughs) Coach was like, you don't have to, I was like, I don't know. I don't want to post like I, going through my husband's dad's passing and all this stuff just changed my perspective on a lot of stuff. But it especially changed the way that like, I didn't want to, I wanted to like show up on social media sometimes. And I wanted to post about certain things, but I didn't want it to relate to my business. I didn't want this pressure of showing up for my business in a certain way and all this. It just, and she told me the same thing. She's like, you don't actually have to like, show up all the time like you could just yeah. stop doing that <laughs> I was like oh okay thank, like, you. What? thank you like, so much emoji like head literally off. you're like I'm sorry <laughs> I just need a minute yeah but it's true I think that there's something that I love as I'm such like a huge nerd of studying successful people and so whether that's writers chefs musicians business people you know whatever and all of them are really highly creative, even like the best business people in the world, which people don't think that's the case. They really are right. They saw something different. And in order for them to do something different, they had to find their own way. And they weren't, you know, they were maybe taking note of what was happening, but they were creating their own way. And I really feel like that is I think still available and possible to anyone that wants it. And like the more that you can self-source, be in your own energy, take your own, you know, and then find someone to help you execute is a much better way than just showing up for the sake of keeping up. Another thing that changed my life in that same dichotomy is, you know, you can win the rat race, but you're still a rat. Someone said that that to me. 
And when I was in real estate and like, I was just like, like ice queen, like, you know, like Devil Wears Prada, like back in the day. And they were just like, yeah, you know, the rat race, like you can win that, but you're still a rat. And I just was like, but it was so true. It was like, holy shit, I'm not in the right race. Like this isn't working for me. So yeah. Love that. I love all of that. Okay. We're going to end it out with a quick little rapid fire. Unless you want to add anything else, I'm going to link everything for her down below for you guys so that you guys can check her out. Instagram, breathwork, everything like that will be linked. Anything that we mentioned on the podcast and anything else you want to throw out there before we do the rapid fire? No, I'm excited about the rapid fire. I need a little water. It's not that rapid usually because I like to talk and (laughs) usually people I have on like to talk too. So, um, (laughs) Okay, so what is your favorite food? Tacos. Ooh, that's a good one. Chicken or beef tacos or shrimp tacos? Ground beef. Like, we're going to go get tacos Mm, after this. But, like, just like a old-fashioned ground beef taco, the simpler the better. Mm. Love that. It is Tuesday, right? Yeah. Taco Tuesday. My parents do this thing. They're old, right? And they do taco Tuesday every week. I just think it's hilarious. I we love them on Tuesdays. <laughs> and they're like, we're coming back from taco Tuesday. I'm like, how cute. <laughs> what is your go-to coffee order right now? Yeah. So it is a venti or large latte, half oat milk, half water. And if I'm feeling really wild, I get two pumps of vanilla, but I just can't be like, I cannot do like heavy cream, situation anymore really at all and so even like even if I did a full oat milk latte it's like too thick or something so I cut it with half water I don't really like oat milk for the same reason to me it's too thick like Mm -hmm. not really like I don't really like a heavy cream based anything anymore either so I totally feel that and I've never heard anybody say half oat milk half water so it's interesting It's a good idea. You should try it. I'm going to have to, which is why I usually get almond milk because it's a little bit more watery than oat. Yeah, but that almond milk has like a weird aftertaste. You think so? Yeah. Watch, you're going to convert. (laughs) Now I'm like totally second guessing (laughs) my whole almond milk latte. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. What's your best Amazon purchase of this month? Or purchase in general, if you're not an Amazon girl. I'm an Amazon all the time. I'm like, oh, I'm purchasing too much to even know. <laughs> like, that's like the level of Amazon I am. That's um, my level. Yeah. I just got, okay, I got a super cute, two things. I got a super cute cropped gray sweater that was like, just fit just right. So loved Perfect. that. Love that. And what else have I like loved from Amazon lately? I just got some like cute socks. You know how everyone's doing like the like tube sock situation? Like the bigger socks, like gym socks. Oh yes. I don't know. Yeah, you get it, right? With the Mm -hmm, tennis shoes. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I just can't do that, but there's like some cute like midway ones. They're like halfway, it's like halfway committed. That's what I'm doing. I can't (gasps) do the full like also, oh. my, like my ankles are not that small. So I'm kind of like, it feels like it's cutting off my circulation. So I do the, um, I do the midway ones too. Love that. Okay. Yeah. Love that. I will link 
the I'm gonna get you to send me the sweater link, and we'll set we'll put both of those link down below. There's an <laughs> Amazon storefront link for you guys that you guys can use for anything that we've ever mentioned on the podcast. If you weren't doing what you're doing now, what would you be doing? I would be a doctor. A I've doctor. already thought about this. Yeah, I would be like an oncologist. Whoa, never got yeah. that answer before. I love that. Yeah. What's an oncologist? I would do that. <laughs> an oncologist is a cancer doctor. Oh yeah, cancer yeah. doctor. Literally, I how did I not know that? <laughs> or I would be a Michelin star chef. Ooh, ooh, yes. Either one. Who's yeah. your favorite chef? All of them. Have you ever watched <laughs> Chef's Table? I love all of them. I haven't watched like, Chef's Table, but I used to be super into chef shows. I just haven't so watched them in the last few years. So there's Francis. I should know his full name. He like flies from Patagonia and like cooks in open fire. And then he has like all these Ooh, amazing oh, yes. French restaurants. Yeah. He was like a total vibe. I'm like, okay. Like my ultimate goal in life is just to be like the ultimate Renaissance woman. Like fuck the Renaissance man. Like I just want people to be like, Sophie is the most interesting one person in the world. And I'm like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> So, uh, oh, that's we'll funny. Just check back. You know, you could have me every year. We can talk about what's happened. I have you know, been doing that. Cool. I have been doing that where I've been be- bringing people back on the podcast. So, in another year, we will <laughs> see where you're at then on your quest to being the Renaissance woman. I love that so much. That is so funny. That's so funny. A Michelin chef or an oncologist. I can't believe I forgot what an oncologist was. I literally always get ophthalmologist and oncologist confused, which oh, that makes different sense. though. But I love that. What would make you want to be in like cancer, a cancer doctor? You know, I just always had, I'm like very passionate. Like I have this big heart, even though I present like driven and, you know, hard to the surface. And there's reasons for all of that. But I just think people in those times need somebody that can be very present, you know? And I've like watched a bunch of like cancer things, but I just think people that are about to really go through the journey of a lifetime to hopefully cure and maybe not and receive that news. And then just to have the education behind that, like really like understand, you know, all of that. I just think that that would be such a beautiful way. I don't know if you knew this, but Erica Badu she is a doula and then she's also works in hospice. So she ushers people in and out of this mm. life. And that I just really think that's so beautiful. Like, and I think that oncology, you know, cancer is at the forefront, right? Your dad's, your husband's father passed. And it's like, I have friends my age that are, you know, have stage four cancer and are passing. And it's like, I would just love to be able to a maybe be able to help them, but be be the person, you know, people need lighthouses in this world. And I think that that would be a great place to be a lighthouse. Totally. Because yeah, it really is like very eye opening when you, you know, know anybody who is diagnosed with cancer, whether it's stage one or stage four, or going through chemo. There's certain people in those realms, right? Whether it's like your doctor or a random nurse or a parking attendant or somebody who is like a lighthouse and you're like, geez. And it makes everything so good just even for that, like one moment where you're at the hospital or whatever, but there's so many others and I'm not angry, but it makes you like, it's hard to find because you know, you're, it's a whole nother podcast, but 
basically like, you know, if you're not approved to go to these like specific cancer research centers, you're getting treated depending on your insurance, you're getting treated at, you know, a hospital that may be not so well run. And it's like, it just, it was fascinating to me. And it was crazy to me to know when he got diagnosed, like how many strings we had to pull to get him into a certified cancer center. Yeah. And that not everybody, that's not even an option for everybody. And all the more reason to be a lighthouse for those people for that sure. cannot, you know? Yeah. Totally. hundred percent. I love that. I love that answer. And I'm glad I'm going to leave it on that one. That's going to be my last okay. rapid fire. So I want to thank you for coming on. Thank you so much for Thanks joining for me on the podcast. Me. You were so great. Thanks for sliding into my DMs. Yeah. Thanks it. for having me. Yeah. Well, let's stay in touch. Yeah. Let's set, swap DMs or swap DJs in the DMs. Yes. Okay. Yes, for sure. <laughs> yeah. And maybe we'll meet you at that LA show. <laughs> That'd, That'd be, be amazing. Thank All you right. so much thank again. Thank you. All right. Have a good one. Bye.